Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the Welcome to Asgard podcast, episode 308, where tonight we'll be talking about how West Side Story, the newest film from Disney and the newest film from Steven Spielberg, is already bombing, is already performing miserably making a paltry $4 million in its opening day, Thursday and Friday together, with now projections indicating that the film will likely end up being only $10 million domestically for its entire opening, which is coming in about $13 million or so underneath where original projections were. This is, of course, a terrible sign for not only... Disney, but also, of course, for Steven Spielberg as well, who really seems to have lost his way. It is, uh, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy uh, to think that a once great filmmaker has fallen so far from his previous glory. Anyway, before going any further, though, please make sure you smash that like button, light up that fire button if you're watching over on Odyssey. It really does mean a lot. Let's go ahead and say hello to some people in the chat. And yes, I know my voice is a little on the rough side today. Um, again, my voice never fully recovered. And after a week back at school, obviously not a lot has changed uh, from that because I use my voice a lot. What can I say? But let's say hello to some people. We got Father Christopher Miller. Hail to you, Father. As well appears, I'm the first one here. Hail to the chat. Hail to you. Snortapoopus Cuber says, Hello, humans and other quitters. What's going on, Snortapoopus? Glad to have you here. We got Vincent Womack, who is one of our members over on the Odyssey channel, over on the Odyssey fam. Shout out to the Odyssey fam. I'll head over there in a second. We got Laura, the modern major general of the show. What's going on, Laura? Thank you very much for being here. I appreciate it very much. We got 70B, who is the general of the Valks. One of the mods. Do not mess with the Valks. Do not mess with any of the mods, as they will put you in your place. Shout out to you, Stephanie B. We got Orange Hat Reviews. What is going on? Good sir. Thank you very much for joining tonight. Once again, we got Tina B, the Empress of the Universe. Hail to Tina B. Thank you very much for being here today. James Hurley. What's going on, James Hurley? Hail to you. Thank you for being in the chat. Thank you for being a friend. Happy Saturday also to everyone that is here. Mr. Roy in the chat. What's going on? We got Bruce in the chat. What's up? We got Albert Albramzik. What's going on? What's going on? How is it going? Apologies if I butchered your name there. Uh, let us see. We got the hunky, chunky, funky monkey in the chat. We got Mr. Dragon in the chat here as well. Hail to you. Let's see, we have got Cacao and Cookies Minion. Hail Cacao and Cookies Minion. Thank you very much for being here this evening. We got Eric K in the chat. Hail to you, Eric K. Thank you for being here. Big Fat Man in the chat. What's going on? We got Laura tagging to say, I saw the name of the video and thought, for a moment, there was a bombing during a showing of West Side Story. Uh, no, <laughs> I can see why one might think that. Uh, but obviously, uh, or hopefully, uh, the second part of it with movie and box office talk uh, was indicative of where we actually are. 
with uh, with this conversation, which is not about that. Thank the Lord, I have not heard anything as far as as, as acts of violence are concerned, which is a good thing. Uh, but rather that the box office itself for this film is just not doing very well at all. And uh, it's really not all that surprising. What's worse for the film, because obviously one could argue, well, you know, it's Oscar bait, so they, they weren't expecting it to make that much anyway. Okay, then why did they put $100 million behind the project? Why did they put in so much money that the film has to make a crap ton of money just to break even? If this is just for awards, Lord knows, you can tell the story of West Side Story. If that's really what you want to do, Lord knows you can tell that story for under $50 million. So the fact that they put $100 million into this project makes you wonder and ask, ask the question, where in the heck did that money go? To where was that money spent? This is not a movie or a story that requires crazy special effects. This is not a movie or story that requires really anything that's going to cost that much money. Because if we've been paying attention to any films made recently, we know that films that require sets, that require uh, any type of you know actual practical element, almost universally cost so much less than what these giant budget green screen, blue screen, CG, artificial nonsense films have been costing. It is insane. It truly, truly is. But anyway, I'm going to have me some water there. <clears throat> As I hope the voice is able to hold out. Forever Sci-Fi, what's going on? We got Joey Horn, who is a member on the channel. Hail to you, Joey Horn. Thank you for being here. The one thing that is a positive, I guess you could say, with the with the effective voices, I can uh, I can go down in in the in the in the notes. I can go down in the notes. Uh, we got Laura Itchasort story saying, "I love the spear fingers you do when you sing a modern major general." Well, it's it's just a natural thing. It's like something that I feel like just has to be done every single time. I don't even think about it. it it's just become a natural part. Of of that, it's just become a natural part of that conversation. By the way, a huge shout out to the old guard who has been a member for two months in a row at the Army of Asgard level here on YouTube, and he says, "Hail to our fellowship! Hail to you! Absolutely, hail to the fellowship! Great group overall." And again, thank you to anyone who has been supporting us over on Friday Night Tights, etc. All right, Vincent Womack says, I'm so lonely over here. Yes, he is the only one currently chatting it up over on Odyssey, but Vincent Womack, thank you for still being over on Odyssey as there are three people watching is what it says. So hopefully more people come into the chat to have some conversations, but I will come back to y'all in a minute. Let's go back to the YouTube chat. We got Hardwick. What's going on? He says, what are your thoughts on Spielberg's Adventures of Tintin? Personally, I was not a fan. Uh, again, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm just saying I, I wasn't a fan of it. Uh, the technology, in my opinion, was just not that good. Um, it, it was trying to use you know CGI, motion capture, and it just didn't translate. It just did not translate very well. And all I could say to myself is, why not just do a full CGI movie? I think it would have looked better. It would have looked more natural. Or why not just do a full-length 
a live action film. So again, I thought the technology was interesting because again, it was like kind of I think innovative in the way it was using technology with CG elements and and motion capture elements. But it just again, there was this uncanny valley effect almost with the movie that just made everything look so unnatural that it was really hard to really to really go into it. So even if there was a story there, I, I honestly can't remember it because I was so distracted by the uh, the poor visuals or at the very least, the, the the arguably distracting visuals. And so, in general, I'm not a fan. Uh, I saw it once, and I've never felt the need to ever go see it again, um, even if that was a movie like on $5, like $5 on Blu-ray. I probably wouldn't even pick that up. And you all know, I'm a collector. I'm someone that picks up the most random of all movies, um, you know, because they happen to be cheap, because that, that's just the kind of person I am. I'm a collector. Um, but that's not a movie I feel like I ever need to own. That's not a movie I ever feel like to need to have in my collection. I mean, we're talking, it would have to be like a $2 movie that you find at one of the cheap dollar trees or something to even think about picking it up. And even then I'd be like, uh, I'd rather spend my dollar elsewhere to be, to be perfectly honest. All right, Laura, it's to say, speaking of Oscar bait, I'm looking forward to seeing Nightmare Alley next weekend. It's got a lot of... Uh, actors in it got a lot of names attached to the project and uh I, yeah i don't really know much about it. i know guillermo it's a guillermo del toro movie uh, i was looking into it a little bit because next week is our exams and uh we got obvious we actually got kind of blindsided because uh, essentially there's been a lot of upticks of, of cases and exposures and you know obviously you know i could go into all the various policies but you know there's only so much that i can really say um, I think I've made my, my my opinions very clear on just general policies in general when it comes to COVID and everything. Um, but at the end of the day, basically, it was going to lead to a lot of students not being able to actually come physically into the school building. And so because of that, we were having to make uh, decisions on alternative measures. So ended up being able to exempt students with certain grades. And that means that I, I think I have like 20 two or so actual exams to, to actually administer. Um, but because it is exam week, it means earlier uh, dismissal. Uh, less exams means more time uh, to, or less time that I need to dedicate to grading. And my hope is, is that we get some earlier movie releases or rather earlier movie times next week based on what I'm seeing. Unfortunately, it does not look like there's anything going on uh, next week as I'm sure all the theaters are preparing for Spider-Man. But my hope is that once Friday hits, uh, there's a ton of early options available at the theater that I like to go to is my hope. That is my big hope. I Obviously, I do have my ticket to go see Spider-Man opening night. I was not able to get an IMAX ticket uh, because uh, the only seats available uh, last week, because uh, again, they sold very quickly. The only seats really available last week were um, were just not very good. And if I'm going to see a movie in IMAX, I need to be like middle of the theater. That's just the kind of the way that I am. That's the, that's the way that I enjoy movies. So not having that as an option was like, okay, well, the IMAX experience is just not going to be even worth it. You know, even though it's included in the uh, AMC A-list that I have, it just, again, it, it wouldn't even be worth that. It wouldn't even be really worth the trip. I'd rather go see it in a less crowded uh, regular screen, but be in the middle, be exactly where, where I know the sound is going to be best and the overall picture quality is going to be best looking at the film straight on. Um, but I, I think that that is, uh, 
you know, that's the best way to view it. But my hope is, is that uh, because of that film having like all the way up to like 2 a.m. showings, which is insane. It's been so long since I've seen that so long since I have seen any film get those kind of release that they also have some earlier releases that Friday. Um, so if that happens, then that means maybe Friday I can see something. And then maybe the following week uh, before Christmas, um, I'll have some days and mornings to go see a movie or two because I would love to start doubling up on some films as I have fallen behind a lot. Let's see. Slicer says, there are trolls who say I am mixed on my opinion of giant corporations. So I say here on that note, Doc Fisney. Well, that's the thing is that, you know, I don't think it's that you or anyone else is mixed on opinions. I think it's that we're more realistic. You know, we can call out and criticize big corporations, but at the same time recognize that because these corporations are so massive, it's impossible to exist, really, unless you live completely off the grid. It's impossible to exist without giving something to these corporations or giving something something to these evil countries. You know, for instance, uh, we can talk about all the evils that are going on in China. And I think the best thing that we can really do is raise awareness, remind people of what's going on in China, hope that we are, because of that awareness, more aware of the types of people we are electing and the type of policy that they want to pursue when it comes to the interactions with that country. But to try and say, I'm going to boycott China, good luck. Good luck, because basically then you have to give up every single piece of tech that you have. Because at some point, any piece of tech that you have, some element of that tech comes there and comes from there. So that's why you know the full-out boycotts in general just don't work out in most situations. And the reason why is because there's going to be some property, some element that you are going to be attached to in some way. Whether it's tech or whether it is... Uh, you know, TV or movies, you know, think about how, how, think about how many movies Disney now owns or the rights to how many movies that Disney now owns. You know, it, it is something that I don't think people that are always on the full fledged, you know, it's boycott or bus train ever really fully realize or fully think out. And this is something that I myself have had to, um, really try to figure out for myself as well and, and have had to become more nuanced in my approach to it because, you know, we can all try and say, we're going to boycott, we're going to boycott, but, you know, unless it's something specific that, that actually can and actually should be and there's an actual end or goal that's in sight, it becomes relatively fruitless. So we can definitely not support, right? We can definitely do things that, uh, put money elsewhere, and I think that's definitely the the best thing for us to do in general. But of course, I, I leave that up to the individual person to be able to make those decisions for themselves. But it is still uh, incredibly important for us to to be aware. You know, let's see. Nathan says, "When you're a shill, you're a shill all the way from your first giving, Brad. See your last dying day." I get that reference. I get that reference. Absolutely. One commandment, what's going on? Thanks for being here. We got Joey Horn, a member, saying, West Side Story, or as I call it, Romeo and Juliet Sings. Yeah, that's ex- that's exactly what it is. It's the musical version of Romeo and Juliet with just different time, place, and uh, cultures involved. But it is the an exact same story. For anyone not aware, for anyone that's never seen, there are some who have never seen or ever heard of West Side Story, even the original who don't know that it's a it's essentially uh, at the time it was a modern retelling 
of the classic uh, Shakespearean tale of Romeo and Juliet. Um, and I think obviously there's there's changes and, and, and differences that, that make it unique enough to where it, it kind of stands on its own as well. And I think it's kind of similar in certain ways. I'm not saying it's on the same level, but similar in a way that Kurosawa, for instance, took a lot of Shakespearean plays and then adapted them for feudal era Japan. And I've even said this in my reviews of those films that Kurosawa, in my opinion, had the better story, even though it was clearly derivative and inspired by, you know, the Shakespearean plays. I, I, I would much rather watch a Kurosawa movies rendition of a play than ever read or watch the actual Shakespearean play itself. And obviously it's because I'm a lot more biased towards uh, the kind of filmmaking and the kind of storytelling that someone like a Kurosawa is capable of. Let's see, Innovator, what's going on, Innovator, Setsuna? Thank you for being here as well. Let's see, Nathan Tag to say, if I'm not mistaken, I think Mark Scorsese's new film cost $200 million to make. It wouldn't surprise me. Uh, Scorsese, much like with Disney, um, often spends a crap ton of money on his films as well. Um, at the very least, I, I want to say in the more recent years, he's had a lot of high-budget films. And that's going to be a bit of an issue because, as we've seen throughout this entire year and this entire pandemic especially, big-budget films are very hard to reach break-even points. I mean, you look to Fast 9, I think it's arguable about whether the film was able to make its money back or not. Obviously, you look at the reported budgets on paper and, and the reported returns, but then you have to take into account that the vast majority of its money came from China, where they notoriously get less money. So how do you calculate that out? So, you know, for the sake of, you know, for the sake of argument's sake, I would say we would look at Fast 9 as being an example of a film making its money back, just like I would say, for the sake of sake, or for the sake of argument's sake, um, we would look at a film like No Time to Die as having made its money back, right? Performing and outperforming everyone's expectations, my own included, and getting to the point of it reaching its break-even number and its point of being able to make money. And again, I know that there are people out there saying, well, it actually needed to make this or that, but all of that speculation, all we can really do is say, okay, here's the reported budget, here is the likely marketing cost, and here's how much it made, and here's the typical amount that studios actually often get. Because if we're going to play the game of, oh, it costs more in marketing or costs more here, okay, well, then you also have to take into account, okay, what kind of tax re revenue and what kind of tax breaks did they get? What kind of free marketing did they get? Are we accounting for that in all of these different things? Are there other, other revenue streams that are not being accounted for here? And when you start to dive down that rabbit hole, it gets messy, which is why I've always been much more um, confident and much more uh, you know likely to just stay with the actual reported numbers. You know, I'll give commentary and I'll give context when when I feel like it might be necessary or that I think it might be helpful. But in general, I think as long as we stick to those reported numbers, it's really the best thing that we can do. It's really the best way to uh, to keep ourselves honest, as it were, and to keep ourselves um, grounded in in reality and not falling too far ahead into kind of the, the 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 nonsense that can sometimes be spread all right see super what's going on he says hey what's up my dude don't know if i can stay long but want to say hi well thank you for saying hi nonetheless i appreciate it alice mccarthy what's going on he says how do you how's it going how's thor i have not watched a crap movie today well hey that's uh that's a record for you i feel like you're watching a crap movie every single day 
So uh, I'm proud of you. I am proud of you, at least for now. Though I'm sure you will do something in the coming days to disappoint me, probably by watching a terrible film and saying it's good. <laughs> Lance Mala says, happy Saturday. Fine, sir. Is it just me, or is the anticipation for the upcoming Boba Fett show rather anemic? I feel the damage inflicted upon Star Wars this year is significant. Yeah, I think anemic is definitely a good word for it. I mean, I know I'm not excited for it. You know, I, I know that I had very minimal interest in it at the end of, of the second season of Mandalorian. And at, at this point, I'm just at the I, I'm just at I'm at the point where I just don't have much interest in any of that. I mean, I was watching the Hawkeye show, quote unquote Hawkeye show, and I fell a couple episodes behind, and now it's like I don't care to catch up. I do not care to catch up one one bit. It's not something that I really have any genuine genuine interest in. So yeah, I definitely feel that the interest is anemic, and I would say the only way that they can really get any interest back is by exploiting Baby Yoda. I mean, let's be honest here. Without Baby Yoda, do you think that the Mandalorian would got as big or as popular? I don't. I honestly don't. I really, really don't. Um, I think Baby Thor was, or not Baby Thor, I think Baby Yoda was a major part of why that series was able to get any notoriety whatsoever. Let's see. Bond, James Bond, San Diego, 007. Hail to you. Says, Blessed Advance. I'm assuming that was supposed to say Blessed Advent. Well, Blessed Advent to you as well. Let's see. Hardwick. I thought the more stylized tinting characters like Captain Haddock looked great. The more naturalistic ones didn't look so good, but it didn't bother me. And again, that's a preferential thing. But in the end, I think that the fact that the film, I think the fact that we have not seen films like that since is 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 more so proof that the technology, again, though innovative and though not minded by certain people, okay, it was not a innovative or interesting enough technology that they're still using it really to the same extent. The fact that they're, Again, I think there was plans to have that be an entire series of films. Didn't happen because it just didn't do that well. So I would say it was a swing and a miss as far as the technological advancements are concerned. Uh, Bruce uh, says, you got Christmas card from me um, or you've been not been in the P.O. box. So I, I have it in the P.O. box and I believe I may have gotten a Christmas card. But I honestly... I'm honestly not sure because I had all of the items that had been picked up in the last P.O. Box run, and I can't remember if that was in the stack or not. So depending on when you sent it, I I might need to go back to the P.O. Box. I I went to the P.O. Box uh, earlier this week, about halfway through the week or so, so it very well could be there, Um, but I, I I don't know. I don't remember a Christmas card necessarily. Let's see, Forever Sci-Fi. As seeing the Halo theme yesterday inspired me to buy the first five seasons of Red vs. Blue on DVD. Apparently some of the original content has been censored for the Blu-ray version. Well, that's very sad to hear. Um, but it does actually make me excited because 
Um, for those not aware, I've shared this on all my social medias. So it's on Gab, it's on Minds, it's on Twitter. Um, so again, uh, it's on Locals as well, which by the way, uh, I, I will just put this out there. I know that it, it's a more nuanced discussion and a lot of people have different opinions on it. But let's just say I have already not been a fan of Rumble even before them threatening to sue. Again, they threatened to sue odyssey over a tweet um and because rumble now owns uh locals uh there is a chance that i might move away from that platform um again i'm still looking into that because i don't want to take away options for people that genuinely like the options that they have so i might put a poll out on on locals to see one who is there and two who actually cares about that platform um, and once and wants us to to remain there. Uh, but anyway, since it does um, something that reminded me. But with all that being said, what I posted on those social media platforms is that right now there's a limited time deal for Batman the Animated Series. You can get the entire series on Blu-ray for $30. That is a steal. I think the set normally goes for $80. It's been on sale for a while, around like $50 or $60. It's on sale right now for 30 bucks. You get the entire Batman, the animated series, for $30. It's on Amazon. So, again, I, I would recommend, uh, if anyone is a fan of Batman, the animated series, and you've never bought it before, um, go ahead and pick yourself up a copy. I did buy two. I did buy two copies. So that way, at some point, I can use one as a giveaway as well. Uh, by the way, I saw Evan S is in the chat. Evan S, there was no package from you, man. So yeah, I've been to the PO box, nothing. There was there was nothing from you. So I don't know if that was a mistake on their end. I don't know if it was sent to the wrong place. But I got something from uh, from Jason Williams. Uh, he had sent me a uh, little slice of pizza, and then I got my FNT coin from uh, what was his name? Jay has, yeah, Jay has tech. Uh, but that was those were the only things, and then of course I got my MVD visual stack, which I shared in my Blu-ray breakdown the other day. But yeah, Evan S, I, I there was nothing from you in there. So uh, again, I would check your tracking information to see if, if something happened, but uh, there was nothing there. So I'll be I'll be checking it out. Uh, I'll be checking out the PO box this week since I will have time to with exams and, and getting off earlier. So I'll actually have time to go to the PO box at least once or twice this week. Uh, coming up, but uh, there was nothing there, so you might need need to look into that on your end. All right, let us see. By the way, smash that like button, light up that fire button. I will be heading over to Odyssey to see what's going on over there. What's going on in a couple of seconds? Um, let's see here. Nathan Slay, what's going on? Says, I know you thought it was hard to understand Al Pacino's accent, but he loved it. Yeah, and again, I'm not saying the movie's bad, and I'm not going to tear anyone who liked the film. I just personally, I don't have very fond memories of the film. I've only seen it once, and, and I really don't have a desire to see it again. And, and the reason why is purely because I can't understand a damn thing being said. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. Let's see, Orange Hat says... Is it me, or has troll traffic become increasing uh, for us lately? It definitely seems that way, man. I mean, there have been a lot of trolls in in my uh, comments who have just been ridiculous. And and there's some that try and, 
you know, you know, do that high ground crap where they're like, I'm not being a troll. I'm just bringing up a good point. It's like, no, dude, when, when you go like there's someone right now who literally is going to like 10 people's comments on one of my videos and responding to their comments and is basically challenging and criticizing them. And it's like, bro, like, how do you how do you not know that that is already a kind of red flag for me? Like when I'm seeing in my comments, the same person because it's, it's comments that I have not responded to. So when I'm seeing someone else already having responded like in 10 different comments. It's it's insane. It's ridiculous. Um, so, uh, you know, it, uh, I just it, it has been an increase, though. It definitely seems like it. And obviously, anytime you, you spend any time talking about Marvel or, or talking about uh, Disney or anything like that, I mean, you're always going to get it. Not to mention, I think that I, I would not be surprised if Disney or not Disney. Well, I'm sure they had an impact. Uh, I'm sure that YouTube's decision to get rid of the dislike button has led more people to put in comments, whereas previously maybe they wouldn't have. Because if you think about it, beforehand people could show their uh, disliking of or their disgust with a product by smashing the dislike button so that people could see it and so the whole thing, you know, the dislike campaigns. Now that's not there, right? You know, that now that's not there. And so now it's almost forcing certain people, I guess, into the shadows or from out of the shadows to actually make uh, comments. So... Uh, that is something that I think uh, could potentially be a reason as to why we're seeing that. Uh, let's see. It's a short story. It says, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's new Come On, Come On movie creeped me out. I don't know anyone else who saw it. Not sure if it was just me. Wow, yeah. I mean, I've I've heard of it. I've heard the name of it before, but I really don't know much else about it, to be perfectly honest. But if you're creeped out, I don't know. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, Coliseum Builders, what's going on? It says, except Juliet does not die in West Side Story. Well, spoiler, spoiler warning, Coliseum Builders, for those that haven't ever seen it, even though the story's been around for, what, 50 years <laughs> plus at this point. Um, yeah, exactly. So, and that's why, and that's that goes into the point I was making, though. It's, it's unique and different enough where it stands by itself. And I think that's one of the reasons why. One of the many reasons why. It's definitely inspired. There's no doubt about it. But I think that it definitely um, also is is able to stand on its own. Uh, Ironhead 2008, what's going on? Yes, exactly. Um, and he did others too, by the way. Uh, he he had several films that were inspired by, um, inspired by Shakespearean plays. And I just thought that uh, his movies were better. Slicer, I'm glad you've monetized. I'm, I'm glad you're monetized, bro. But that is now three commercials that have interrupted the stream. Slicer, I have no control over those commercials, so I don't know what's going on with that man. I, I apologize. That is why I do multi-stream. So I am live on D Live, where, to my knowledge, there aren't any ads. I am live on Odyssey, where, to my knowledge, there are not any ads. So um, I'm also live on Twitter which I'm pretty sure they, they don't have ads. So there are options. If, if, if ads is a big problem, that those are places that you can go. Obviously, the, if you know commenting and conversations um, is mostly going to happen on YouTube, I guess that's one of the, the trade-offs that you have to that you have to unfortunately put up with. 
Let's see, Alex McCarthy says, so you probably wouldn't like Shakespeare stories adapted by the WWE films. No, definitely not. Uh, Nearsighted Cyclops, what's going on, bro? Welcome back. Slicer says here, on a more on a more whimsical note, what would a Kurosawa version of Much Ado About Nothing or Midna Summer Night's Dream look like? Um, I, I really don't know. Uh, Kurosawa was always able to do so many unique things that I think only Kurosawa or someone who knows Kurosawa could really answer that question. The Ultimate Alien, welcome. Welcome to the chat. Let's see. Biffer says, I didn't like West Side Story because the story felt not realistic. My dad, an Asian in New York, he was surrounded by the Jets-type friends as youth. They all showed up to his funeral friends for life. Yeah, and that's the other thing, too, is I, I honestly... I look and see the movie is being remade now, and it's very clear. Even without, before even mentioning the fact that they turned a tomboy character into a trans character, yes, that has happened. So the tomboy girl in the original, they decided to turn her into a trans character in this one. Even before that, it was pretty clear that there was going to be political motivations to this movie that they were going to try and, and make this movie as most authentically as possible. Because we all know that they were mad, right? Hollywood and the Hollywood elite types were mad that the original story featured a lot of actors that were not really from the areas that they were portraying. You know, Lord knows that that ticked off a lot of people. And so, even though the film's a classic, even though the film was made at a different time, even though all of those things are still true, they're like, we can't have that, and we can't let people have that. So, we're going to make it better. We're going to improve it. I think it's the same logic that, uh, was it Amazon Studios that released it when they did their Cinderella remake, where they said, we're going to make Billy Porter, I think is his name, Billy Porter, into the fairy godmother. He's a man. Because we're, we're, we're going to make it better. We're going to make it how it should be. We're going to make it for a new generation. And this is, we're making it for a new generation that I think has been lost. Because to make something for a new generation means, hey, we have new technology and new techniques. Let's take the product and make it better. Whereas in Hollywood, when they say for the modern generation, oh, let's put our own woke identity politics into every single frame or at the very least dive it deep into the storytelling to make it into something that it's not. And that, of course, I think is the major issue ailing Hollywood at this point. Laura, you have no idea. I am very much looking forward to the break because I am looking forward to not just to, to watch movies and shows, but I'm actually most looking forward to reading, to actually have time to sit down and read. There's so many books that I that I've been picking up on uh, church history, on the modern day crisis in the church, and um, obviously spiritual reading as well. And so I'm very much looking forward to having that uh, ability to do that too. Let's see. Left crossed, tag to say. Uh, what's up, Odin? Hope all are safe those crazy tornadoes. Yeah, I will say uh, that I have been very lucky. We were not impacted by that. We were under a thunderstorm warning, but but that was about it. Uh, Biffer, I know you're one of my guys on Locals and says, I don't care about Locals. Yeah, man. Um, and it's, yeah, I mean, there's, I think, three or four people over there. 
and only one of them am I aware of that is actually like ingrained in the local system. And that is uh, Viva Barnes, by the way. Shout out to Viva Barnes because he he was like the first supporter I had on Locals. And so he's been very supportive of me and, and, and of a lot of other creators over on that platform. So I'm a huge, uh, you know, obviously I will give a huge shout out to him for that. But I feel like almost any other, every other person who supports me on that platform has the ability to support on the others. But as I said, I, I don't want to force anybody out that that's just not what I want to do. I, you know, it's something where I've made that mistake in the past and I learned from it. So I'm going to probably just put a poll out for my members and see what they have to say or if they have anything to say at all, because I think there are some people there who, again, never enter in for the giveaways, never do anything. So I, honestly, I think they're just there to support, you know, which is awesome. You know, it, it really does mean a lot. So, um, but at the end of the day, if that's one less location that I have to upload things to, then one, obviously that's already better for me. And two, if that means that I can kind of cut myself off completely from the entire rumble infrastructure, I'm okay with that. You know, if there's a time in the future that, that rumble proves itself, uh, to be truly independent and, and to be truly supportive of free speech and to have a decentralized approach, then I, w- I would be glad to, at some point in the future, you know, walk back in. But to me, I am so much more excited about the technology that's being advanced with places like Odyssey. I, I'm so much more interested in uh, the technology that's being used and developed from blockchain technology on Minds.com, on, on Odyssey. Those are the places that I would rather support because those are truly independent and also are truly de- decentralized as well. And, and I think that's the, the most important thing is that Rumble is not decentralized. It, it's built its own platform. It's built its own infrastructure. And that's awesome, right? Gab has done the same thing, right, with social media as well. The issue and the problem comes in with Rumble now being public, now having Wall Street money, is now also susceptible to being able to be bought out, to be invested, and to be infiltrated by those that want to tear the company down. They, they've opened themselves up to that. They have. Because if you're public, it means that theoretically anyone, if they want, can buy up as much stock and therefore as much voting power really as, as you wish. Um, and that's one of the issues that pops up with it. So it might take a while for that to happen. It, it may not ever happen at all, which is, again, if they ever get to the point where they, they prove themselves to be uh, truly independent and, and fighting for free speech, again, I, I would have no issues at all being supportive. But at this point in time, all I've seen is a company that has kind of, you know, on, on multiple occasions bowed to the whims of pressure to change their rules, to to limit freedom of speech on their platform, and most recently to threaten a lawsuit against another company for a tweet. And they can claim that the tweet was defamatory and that the, the tweet was going to hurt them financially speaking. But if you actually look to the tweet in general, I'm sorry, it's, it's really hard, I think, to make that kind of an argument. And to me, the lawsuit threat w- was just a flex, you know? It was just a giant flex on their part. And uh, it's not cool. 
and we you know we can go into the nitty gritty about well honestly shouldn't have done it in the first place okay look i'm I agree. There was a great video I saw actually on Odyssey um, from someone who is in both platforms who has no dog in the fight. And he said, at the end of the day, I just don't want these platforms fighting. I don't want these. And I agree. I definitely agree with that. And so if if there's blame to be shared on both sides of that, I, I would agree. The issue, though, is to me, what Rumble did is much more egregious. What did Odyssey do? They put out a tweet. What did Rumble do? Threatened a lawsuit. Again, I think anyone who is even kind of outside of it or inside of it would say, yeah, you know, one's not like the other. Anyway, Bruce says, okay, I think you would recall if you had gotten it. Okay, yeah, because um, I, I got a lot of stuff, but I, I honestly did not remember that. I did get some chocolates, though. And I mentioned this in a previous stream from Laura, the modern major general. And we're almost done with them because they're delicious. And uh, my wife didn't at first realize this, Laura, that they were specialized, like that they were actually uh, catered towards our likes. Um, because when she started reading the list, she said, oh, like, this is just an interesting mix of things. Like, I never thought that this would go together. And I'm like, yeah, because it's custom. And sure enough, when she looked at it, she's like, that's so sweet. So, uh, shout out to Laura for for sending some amazing. It's uh, the old uh, old fashioned C's candy, which I took a picture of it and I was gonna send it over to Laura. But I figure I would just mention it. Um, that apparently C's candy is based off of the founder Mary C. And when you look at it from afar, it's one letter away from being Mary Sue. And I I just found that to be very funny. So. Uh, thank you very much again, Laura, for the chocolates. And again, as I said, my wife is is so very touched that um, that you were uh, able to uh, specialize it in that way. Because it took her a second to realize that. Because she was just like, it was already sweet, but now I'm just like, oh. So those will not last much longer. Rodrigo, what's going on, my Catholic brother? Says Deus Vault. Any comments on Taika Waititi adapting Jordowski's The In Call? on film is it the in call i actually don't really know much about the in call um but uh taika waititi uh, really i don't have a lot of positive things to, to really say about him with his his most recent actions and such so yeah let's see the amazon link to batman seems to not be working at the moment says nearside cyclops they very well could be sold out it was a limited time deal so um, I don't know which site you're accessing that from. If you're accessing it from Instagram, uh, again, Instagram doesn't let you uh, post links, so that could be an issue. But if you just look up on Amazon, the uh, again, the Blu-ray set uh, should show up there. Let's see. Rodrigo, on Trolls, you have seen the 2010 Swedish film Troll Hunters. It's great. I have not seen that one, actually. I have not. See, Nathan says, hey, careful, man. There's a beverage in there. Also watch Big Lebowski. Yes. Classic, classic, classic. So good. All righty, then. Let's see. <laughs> I had to put this one up. Let's see. Snort Poopus said, uh, Juliet died in Shakespeare? Thanks for the spoiler. Next, you'll be telling me with Hamlet that Macbeth died. 
Well, if you want to hear about death, you might as well <laughs> read Hamlet. If you want a lot of death, at least. Uh, Drunk 3PO, what's going on, bro? He says, Park Hoppin', baby. Yeah, absolutely. Huge shout out to Park Hoppin'. We hit 10,000 subscribers. Uh, so, again, shout out to Park Hoppin'. Much of that, the vast majority of that, is because of the work of Drunk 3PO. Shout out to Jay for really just helming the channel and doing an amazing job with it. I've put out a couple of videos on the channel uh, throughout the months, and I wish I, I could put out a bit more. Um, and I apologize for falling behind. I just remembered that I think there was a video I was supposed to do one on, and I forgot to do it, and I apologize for that. Um, but a huge shout-out to, uh, to Jay, to Drunk3PO, and to all of the amazing uh, people who help create videos over on the Park Hoppin channel for Geese and Gamers. It's, it's awesome. Uh, Nick Nero says, best part of FNT. Just finished day six of ups in a row. I'm tired. Nice drive. Uh, nice to drive home to Odin. Well, thank you very much for being here. I definitely appreciate it. All right, let me see what's going on over on Odyssey because uh, I'm very much behind over on Odyssey. Let's see. We got Eric K over there. What's going on, Eric? Thanks for being over there. Village Bard over there as well. Let's see. Village Bard tagged to say, if I grew up on the original West Side Story, 19. 19- 1961. Do you think I like this new one, or should I go in with low expectations? I have not seen the new one, uh, to be honest. I have not seen the new one. The reviews have been positive. Uh, even, I, I don't trust CinemaScore. CinemaScore is complete trash. It's not reliable. Post-track, however, is, is a bit more. 70% or so, 70 to 77% or so, of people who came out of the theater gave a strong recommendation for people to go see it, saying that it's, it's a must-see in theaters. So, again, that means that there's about 30% or so who are kind of eh, on it. Um, but it is an Oscar bait type movie. So, if you like Oscar bait type films or musicals in general, so if you like the original, it seems that you probably would be more likely to like this one. However, what I will say is there do seem to be changes to the story. At least one of them is a character change where, again, they take a female character who was a tomboy, and again, a lot of people, a lot of women connected with that character because a lot of women grow up as tomboys, and they decide to change that character to a trans character, which is not what that character was ever meant to be. So just know that there is going to be um, likely some of that in the film. Uh, Visit Womack says, as someone with a (laughs) Baby Yoda overstayed its welcome a bit. Okay. Always making me skip your words here. Especially Anna's voice goes supersonic when she sees him. This is very true. And then it says, oh man, Batsy still cost 55 euros here. Dang. And then it says, tomboys don't exist anymore. They are being pushed into becoming trans uh, just to aid in agenda. Well, I don't know. I do not know necessarily about that point. But there are, there are because there are still tomboys that exist. That is definitely still a thing. Uh, as a teacher, you know that is something that I still that I do still see. But I do agree that I think that there is definitely a section and a segment that, if we didn't live in the current cultural nightmare that we do now, would likely just be going through a tomboy phase, and then as they get older, move out of it. That is typically how how that used to go. But because of the cultural nightmare that we're in. Instead, 
unfortunately get pushed into certain ideas and certain categories and then certain uh, hormones get involved and then you're, you're doing things that are almost impossible to change, you know? Uh, thank you very much, Vincent Womack, for the 33 library tokens. Appreciate that donation. That's just because it came in an email offer. What are your thoughts on the man from Uncle Henry Cavill? Seen it, liked it. I did see it. And in general, I liked it. I, I, I was not very knowledgeable of the original series. Um, my parents actually liked it, uh, liked the series a lot. They went to go see it. They went to go see the movie with Henry Cavill, and they actually enjoyed it. They're like, it's it's not the same as a series. They were very clear on that. That was, if you're expecting that, you're, you're not going to get that necessarily. But in general, they liked it. In general, they liked it. Uh, nobody's nothing. Welcome to the chat. We got Tony in the chat over on Odyssey as well. And I do not see any other, uh, do not see any other tags over there. Anyway, shout out to the Odyssey fam. I'll head back to y'all um, once I catch up with YouTube. All right, we got G-Man for the $5 super chat. Sorry, it took a while, but I wanted to highlight it on the screen. It says, what movie do you recommend watching with family this Christmas? No young ones. My brother is thinking the new Matrix, but man. All right, if you mean new films, it, it's going to be a little tricky. I would say Ghostbusters Afterlife is a good family movie to watch. Um, there are some other films that I have not seen that I cannot really give, give my, uh, thumbs up to yet or not. Um, if we're talking just about movies in general, can't go wrong with, uh, it's a wonderful life it is one of the greatest, if not one of the greatest films of all time, if not the greatest Christmas film or Christmas based film of all time. Let's see. Near Cyclops says, ah, they are selling out on BTA, uh, every series on Amazon, only three copies left. So Link is jumping to the Warner Brothers store now. Dang, son. Wow. Yeah, man, that's why I jumped on it quickly and I shared it out as quickly as I could because Lord knows that that, that kind of deal does not come around a lot. Um, I don't even think that deal is going on over Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Uh, for those that are disjoining, there was a $30 sale for the entire Batman, the animated series. $30 for the entire series. Um, and so I picked that thing right up and I'm glad that anyone who was able to pick that up from, from, from my link. I'm very happy if you were able to Hannibal Grimm coming in to say fussy, fussy, fussy. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Ellie Yap. What's going on? Welcome back. Welcome back. Guess who's back. Shady's back. Jeremy Zakowski. Says, I think Hollywood realized that their movies aren't woke enough, so they're going to keep doing it, and they would rather lose money. Yeah, it is interesting. It makes me wonder where their money is coming from. Someone or something has to be funding them, because I, I've been doing some prep work, because I'm going to do an end-of-the-year 2021 box office analysis of the most successful and least successful studios of the year basing it off of the reported numbers as far as budgets are concerned and marketing and also box office estimates, etc. And um, I guess to give a little bit of a preview of that, let me try and see if I can find at least one of those because I'm breaking it down by studio. So let me go ahead and pull up... Uh, let's do Disney since we talk about Disney a lot. So these are not final numbers. I still need to look into it. What I will say is the one caveat with Disney, 
I did not include any 20th Century Studios releases. And the reason why is because most of those, if not all, came from the deal with 20th Century Fox, meaning they had already been in production, money had already been spent, and so it's really hard to tell how much money Disney actually put into those individual projects and therefore how much money was gained or lost. So because of that, I'm going to put that into its own category and say, okay, based on the money that was put into the film and how much money it made, we'll break that down. So again, 20th Century Fox, 20th Century Studios, those will they, those movies will get their own category. But as far as the pure Disney releases... For 2021, that starts with Raya and the Last Dragon and ends with the most recent Encanto. All right. And it's not going to include Spider Man because Spider Man is 75% a Sony product. So so that film is also not going to really be able to count for Disney. But based on the numbers I have right now, and again, obviously, I'm going to dive further into it to try and see if there's any other independent studios that are connected to Disney and, and, you know, the breakdowns there. But pure Disney films. There was a total cost, a total cost this year alone of $1.6 billion. So Disney put $1.6 billion of actual money, of budget and marketing, at least, into their films. Total box office for their films, $1.8 billion. Now, don't forget... The studio only gets 60% of that number. So when you take 60% of that total and then you subtract the amount of money that they spent, Disney, in this early time, had a net loss of $485 million this year. So that's just 2021. I also plan to do a pandemic total. So going back to Onward, which was the first film from Disney specifically, that, to me, is going to yield uh, an even higher number, which could maybe even get close to the billion-dollar mark as far as losses. But anyway, for 2021, $400-plus million total loss, net loss for Disney. Not a good look. Not a good look at all. Nathan Slay, your opinion on Wes Anderson films. I like his films. Not a fan of uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox. But in general, I'm a fan of most of his films. Haven't seen his most recent, though I want to. Laura says, let's see, Laura says, speaking of Wheel of Time, I lasted 38 seconds because the lead actress said that men can't be trusted with magic or some other similar anti-male rubbish. Yeah, I guess for me it depends on how it's said and in in the context about whether I could actually get through that or not. It was a show that was recommended to... Uh, me and my wife actually at we were at one of her we were at a, a work party for her and uh, one of her friends recommended the show and it, I there was a lot of things that I could have said but I was like I'm gonna hold off and I just made the comment of oh, I've, I've heard some uh, I've heard some bad things about it actually so <laughs> hopefully we just leave it there uh, soul assassin says so how about that juicy Smollett guy hope he didn't beat himself up over the jury verdict uh, the other thing with that one, I'm more interested to actually see what they do as far as the actual uh, verdict, or not the verdict, uh, as far as the actual sentence. 
and the sentence is not going to come out until what January, maybe even February. Like the date hasn't even been put out for that one. There's a conference that they've scheduled for January, but they have not put out anything for at least last time I checked for the actual uh, sentence. So is he going to be made an example of and have the book thrown at him and be in jail for at least a year or two? But I don't know. I I could see uh, I could see them giving him a slap on the wrist. To be honest, Alex McCarthy, the Odin app coming soon. You, you act as if I somehow have that kind of knowledge because I really don't. Forever Sci-Fi says Rumble's like Fox News. It's there to give the other side the illusion that they have something of their own. I think that's a great analogy, dude. Forever Sci-Fi. I think that's a great analogy um, because Rumble really is becoming that. Not to mention, you know, though I will admit Rumble does have a lot of voices on it, most of them do skew conservative. Most of them do skew right. Whereas if you go to a place like Odyssey, it's all over the map. It is all over the map. Like there are just so many different areas and people are succeeding in those different areas. Now, I will admit, I I have not used Rumble a whole lot so if I'm off base and you're a Rumble user, let me know. But it seems to me that the things that get any traction on Rumble are all news politics shows that all lean to the right. And that's not to say that that there's anything intrinsically wrong with that. But again, if, if you are going to receive the attention that you're wanting as a free speech platform and you're wanting to sell yourself as being the uh, alternative to YouTube, you, you can't just be an echo chamber. You cannot just be a place known for it. that. That's one of the reasons why places like Gab have not taken off a- as much. You know, that's why, as I mentioned previously, I am much more drawn to places like Minds.com and Odyssey because those are completely decentralized platforms and there are therefore a lot more um, a lot more options and just a, a lot more voices there because of it, naturally. Again, Laura, thank you very much. Appreciate the heart. You are awesome. What did Taika do? Oh, I mean, the typical Taika stuff. I mean, stuff stuff that has been reported for a long time now at this point. 70B, I, I already shouted you out, girl. I already shouted you out. I saw you in the live chat saying, notice me. You've been noticed. If you if there's a comment that you want read aloud, please tag me. I'd be glad. I'd be glad to highlight it. But um, I've 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 shouted you out already. I always give you shout outs. I saw your name before I did that of um, before I did that of Tina, Empress of the Universe. Anyway. Let us see. We got new number two, Dean Heiss. I'm late and I can't be here long. Hope you and the fam are doing well. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. My voice is a little trash, but, you know, it is what it is. Mark Seth says, will you have your FNT plushie be a piece of pizza with a beard? I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I'll have uh, much I- input as far as the design um, is concerned, but I, I'm assuming bald and beard and pizza will be uh, some way. Uh, we we are really just in the finding out 
about what to actually like finding out if we can and more logistics before anything else. So, uh, yeah, it's still very early on in that process. So I don't really know exactly what those are going to look like. Sizer says, I once read about an author that rewrote Macbeth being a murder mystery with Ophelia as a lead character. She faked her death to expose the killer. Interesting. You know, there are sometimes adaptations that, that happen where characters are given different motivations and stuff where I think that it's interesting. I mean, uh, I think another exa- a good example would be Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. I mean, you, you take two completely worthless characters from one of the uh, original plays and then you make them the center of attention, you know, and obviously a comedy ensues. Basically, there's a way to do it right. Let's see. Dean Heist, who's a member, says, I will not going to see the new West Side Story. No way they can top the original or even come close. Yeah, that's kind of my feeling about it. Um, though, as I said, having more time, if I'm able to do a, a double showing of that, I might be able to pull an old razzle-dazzle. If you've followed me for a while, you know what I mean by that. Sajan Neon says, which sounds more interesting than the real book I read, which was supposed to ancestor Shakespeare, try murder, said author. Okay, none of that made any sense, so I'm not even going to try to reread it. Um, <laughs> my brain and voice can only handle so much. Uh, Meatball, what's going on, good sir? Thank you. Forever Sci-Fi says, I just got Batman the Animated Series a few minutes ago, so it's there. I also got the Battlestar Galactica uh, Complete Series on Blu-ray for 50% off, $50 instead of $100. Nice. Very cool. So it sounds like it is still there. Um, It might just be the link. Uh, Keep in mind that the links that, you know, me or anyone else shares to a product is to a specific seller of that product. So that specific seller can run out of a product, but other sellers could exist selling the product, if that makes any sense. I've run into that issue before. Nathan Slay, I know the perfect family film to watch. It's not Wolf of Wall Street. That is a lie. Uh, It's not a family-friendly movie. (laughs) Anyway. Ooh. What? Oh, I I did not want to do that. How do I unpin this? Sorry about that, Alex McCarthy. I was not trying to pin that message. I don't know what happened. Uh, A Christmas movie with MJF and CM Punk would be neat. Oh, man, their rivalry has been fantastic. Has been absolutely fantastic. Rodrigo, I think Hollywood sees their loss of influence, so they're willing to bomb films. Kids these days don't watch movies like they would growing up. They just stick to social media. But that's the thing, is, is that they have to be making the money else. They have to be making the money somewhere. They, they, they can't just waste, you know, over a billion dollars in spending only to lose 400 plus million of that. So to not receive any return on that investment, unless they're making money back somewhere, like no company is just going to lose hundreds of millions of dollars for, for no reason, unless they're able to, to make some money back, you know? So again, it makes you ask that question of whether or not they're able to make money back elsewhere. There's Stephanie B. (laughs) Uh, See Dominic. Uh, I'm considering moving to Tennessee. Any places I should avoid? I was thinking Chattanooga. Uh, Dominic the writer, I would say uh, Chattanooga is a pretty cool town. Uh, I will say, just like with any city, th- there there are imperfections. Uh, it's a very what I like about this area is that it's a very moderate area. You know, so you have 
You have liberal people, you have conservative people, you've got independent people, you got people all over, all over the map, you know? Um, and, and I think that that is what makes it unique. So it is definitely still a city. So it still has the issues of a city, but it's not a huge city. And so those issues are, are I think, rather more limited. I would say the state itself is great. You know, not having a, a uh, state income tax, for instance, is awesome. So it really just depends on where you move. It depends on where you live. Um, let me just say that uh, Knox County, whose mayor is former wrestler Kane, Glenn Jacobs, uh, if I was ever planning to move anywhere at all, it would be to Knox County just to have Kane as my mayor because he is an awesome dude. But anyway, I digress. Hardwick, did I understand you to say that there's a transgender character in the new West Side Story? That's the first I've heard of it. Yep. Again, they've changed the tomboy character into a trans character. You can go ahead and look it up for yourself. It's even in the Wikipedia. Hannibal Grimm. I love the French Dispatch. Can't wait to see your take on it. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it. I'm hoping it's available during my break. Hope I didn't miss it. For sci-fi, does Disney put any money into Spider-Man, or is it solely uh, Sony spending money to make it? Like Doctor Strange appearing costs uh, Disney as it counts as an appearance. So yeah, Forever Sci-Fi. Basically, the way that I have seen it explained is that Disney puts 25% into the movie, and so therefore they receive 25% back. So they put 25% into the production, and therefore 25% in return or 25% into some aspect of the film, whether it's the production or whether it's 25% into the marketing or a mixture of both. And that's why their cut is about 25%. So again, the vast majority of the, of the money goes back to, um, to Sony. Uh, Eagle Rider, what's going on, Rosetta? Allen? thanks for being here. Thank you for the super chat. Says, sending you love in the mountains with family for Christmas and sadly burying uncle only about 10, only about negative 10 with over two feet of snow last night. Hugs. Well, hugs to you, uh, Rosetta. Uh, prayers for the repose of, your, of the soul of your uncle. Prayers for your family. As I know, dealing with any sense of loss um, is always difficult. So again, uh, uh, praying for you and thank you for the support and uh, thank you for, for checking in. And I will say that, obviously, I wish circumstances could be better. And, uh, again, my thoughts and prayers are with you, though I am a bit jealous, at least, of, of the weather conditions because, as anyone knows, I, I love cold weather. So I would say enjoy the weather, and I'm sure where you are, um, as far as the the views are concerned, is beautiful. Uh, in the mountains with, with uh, snow cover, it, it just sounds great. So again, I think that, you know, despite the bad and, and terrible circumstances of what's going on, um, you always got to find the, you always got to find kind of like those, those positives and, and, and to find those things that you can kind of hold on to. And I think the beauty of the nature in which you're surrounded is a good way uh, to do that. So anyway, Rob D, uh, to say a node nap would be awesome. 4k Blu-ray announcements, 4k standard Blu-ray deals and store availability box office announcements. That could be cool. Um, the unfortunate thing is I just, I, I don't, I don't have the time or the technical expertise to dedicate to making an app, let alone putting the content into said app. <laughs> I would love to be in like, I would love to collaborate, um, 
to help contribute um, to content in an app. That that one I think would be cool. But yeah, there's one thing I would like to do more of. It's it would be more sharing deals and information like that for physical media collectors. Because I know there are a lot of physical media collectors that follow the channel and are just parts of the Asgardian community, especially. All right, let me see where we are there. All right, let me head back over to Odyssey, where it looks like things are a hopping. Um, all right, someone posted a link, but I'm not seeing any tags. So again, if you're on any of the platforms, you have to put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment at Odin. It lets me know you are trying to get my attention. Uh, just like Vincent Womack just did. It says, nothing new here. Back to YouTube. Well, thank you, Vincent, for, for letting me know about that. And light up that fire button if you're watching on Odyssey. I appreciate it. And I will indeed head back over to YouTube. All right, Coliseum says here so what about the west side story box office disaster well i kind of already have have hinted at it a, a bit but uh thank you for for bringing us back to that let me see if i can do uh this share screen in a way that makes any sense at all um let's see do, 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 do. i don't want that one i guess i can do this one all right, let's see what happens. All right, so it's a little bit on the small side, so let me see if I can maybe uh, boost this thing up a bit. Yunk, 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 make it a little bit bigger. Let me see. All right, that looks a little bit better. All right, so uh, the reason why there is a problem going on with this movie is because, as it says from Deadline, West Side Story isn't kicking up with 10-plus million dollar opening. What that means right now during another pandemic holiday. I'm pretty sure Anthony is the same person that in another article talked about how the pandemic is not a valid excuse. Again, interesting that they're always changing their own narratives. But anyway, the Saturday AM update says that this film, so again, 20th Century Studios slash Disney slash Amblin, made $4.1 million on Friday and is expected to make a total of $10.2 million. The reason why this is a massive financial disaster is because this film costs $100 million to make. $100 million, meaning it costs an extra $50 million with marketing, so $150 million total. Meaning the film needs to make what two twenty five to two hundred fifty million dollars just to break even, and it's starting off with ten million domestically, because we know of the laws of diminishing returns. Even if it has a strong drop, even if this film drops only forty percent next weekend, and has a consistent drop of that, when you're starting off at ten million dollars, even a strong drop is just not going to be enough. You're, you're just not going to be able to to get enough to to break even, you know? So that is something that is going to be a major issue. This also points out another pretty big problem, which is that In the Heights, which had a day-and-date release, a day-and-date release on HBO Max, so people could have watched this for free on HBO Max, even In the Heights 
started off with 11.5 million in its opening weekend. 11.5 million in its opening weekend. So even with those that hate math, as I know Stephanie B. hates it, can see that for a movie that came out on HBO Max the same day to make about a million plus more than what this film is expected to make, which is theatrically exclusive, is a big deal. And I pointed this out earlier on, and it does need to be reminded. They clearly did not have a lot of confidence in this movie. And the reason why we know that is because they only released this movie in about 2,800 screens. So 2,800 screens. Which, if you know anything about any film, especially, again, a film that costs $100 million, it costs $100 million. To put this film out in under 3,000 screens, that's abysmal. That is abysmal. So as it says here, even from Deadline, now it's par for the course for the mainstream box office media to feasibly write that a Spielberg movie with a $100 plus million production budget cost before any marketing is a bomb. But there's a few breaths we need to take and know that even after we poke some holes here, the end game for West Side Story is a marathon, not a sprint. And again, there goes the spin. Oh, it still could make money. Here's the issue. If you're starting off at $10 million, even if you have a very small drop, you're not having a very strong start to get anywhere. This is not good. This is not good at all. And if we can remember for a second what was said over at Box Office Pro for their projections... Again, their original projections were a lot higher than what's going to be here. So their original projections for this movie on Box Office Pro was like 14 to 17 million. The updated ones, this is what they release typically Thursday evening, Friday morning. Their updated number was 13.2. Deadline's now saying that it's going to be 10. So this film is going to come in underneath even the low end range by Box Office Pro. And therefore, we can expect that this movie is going to be in some severe financial trouble. Because unless this film does insane numbers in every other country except America, it's got nothing. And even if it does that, we have to remind ourselves that this is where most of the money a studio gets comes from. The first two weeks of a domestic release where they get about 90% of the box office. They, ha- they have a lot worse splits. They have a lot worse splits in other countries, especially in China, where it's some, again, depending on the country, it can be anywhere from 25%, like in China, to 40% in box office uh, or in foreign box office numbers. So it is just, it's, it's an abysmal outlook for this movie it's not looking good so it's it's got a lot of problems going ahead of it but anyway since it was asked uh Hannibal Grimm Rosencrantz and Guildenstern aren't dead was great uh yeah I actually got to see uh, my little brother was in theater as well and uh he 
uh, was actually, I believe he was Rosencrantz. And it was awesome. 70B says, if I could read, I would feel really bad about what you said. Wait, what? What happened? What did I say? Did I say the wrong thing? Nathan Slay, I know it might be wrong to write off all film having not seen it, but I have such a bone to pick for most remakes nowadays, so I just cannot help but roll my eyes. Yeah, no, and I, I think that's a fair thing, right? Is that, you know, remakes and reboots in general are by their very nature useless. You know, because typically when it comes to a remake or a reboot, they're, they're, they're things that people are not asking for in any way. And yet Hollywood continues to try and shove them down everyone's throats. Uh, Zakowski says, Methinks that George Soros might be funding Hollywood. No, no, never. Culture Casino. What's going on, Culture Casino? Thanks for being here, man. Uh, and I always appreciate the the shout-outs in, in your morning streams. Uh, Tina, uh, Empress of the Universe, always, always lets me know. Says, West Side Story flop was inevitable. We saw it coming. I think we are looking at an open around 11 to 13 million. According to Deadline, it's looking like 10 million, man. So again, yeah, uh, Box Office Pro and some of the other Box Office experts, they were having that range of around 11 to 13 million dollars. Deadline thinks that it's it's going to be less. And if it only comes in at around 10 million and comes in underneath the minimum of that range, it, it's it's lights out, man. And yeah, I, I will agree with Deadline to a point that it is a marathon. So the film will be making probably small drops week on and week on. The issue is that if your starting off point is already so incredibly low, even if you have strong holds from week on to week on, even if you have incredible legs, it's not going to matter. It, it's not going to make it's it's not going to make a difference at all. Anyway, uh, let's see. Coliseum. Disney can lose money if they borrow or they use QPM, other people's money, or OPM, other people's money. <laughs> yeah. And again, that's, that's, that is the thing I would just love to know is where are they getting this money from? Because it's not from their theaters. And for a long time, it couldn't have been from their parks because their parks were shut down for so long. Rob D., we need a Christmas movie with Brie Larson playing every role. No, we don't. We do not need that. We do not need that at all. Alice McCarthy. I'm watching a wholesome Christmas movie called Snow starring Tom Cavanaugh. I uh, have not heard of that. Jacob Calcedonian son. Welcome. Left Cross says, have you read Kane's book? I definitely recommend it if you have it. I have not. Um, is it one on wrestling or is it one on libertarianism? Um, because he's a fascinating person. I mean, you look at him as a wrestler, as Kane, and you probably have this image in your mind of the kind of person he is, and then you see him talk, and you're like, this dude is actually one of the most intellectually strong persons that I think has ever been in professional wrestling, and so much so to even get elected mayor of Knox County. I mean, the dude knows his stuff. The dude is not just someone who can run on name recognition. He can run on policy. He can actually run on political philosophy because he understands it. He knows it. He reads it, you know? 
Um, so I'd be interested to hear if it's one on his uh, political philosophy or if it's one on his wrestling career. Bruce says, my wife just yelled, the TV back on. It's been out since the storm rolled through last night. Oh, nice. Well, hey, I'm glad that it's back on. Rodrigo says, Hollywood money came from some places that fund liberal universities. The 2020 summer, summer rioters, corporate news media, leftist politics, etc. They're all just mediums to influence and control. And I would think it would be incredibly important for a independent audit of these companies, of these studios, to see exactly where the money is coming from. Maybe it'd be a good idea to have some type of, obviously, it's harder to do this, I think, with private companies. I think FOIA requests, freedom of information, only really works for uh, public organizations. Um, but, yeah, I think something needs to be done, that's for sure. We need to follow the money in some way. Samurai J, what's going on? Dominic. Says, I'm in Minnesota, and I hate it. Our stupid politicians. And snow, I hate snow. I love snow. Um, so if if snow is a major factor for you, then Tennessee would be pretty nice. Uh, as at least in uh, the Chattanooga area, ten- Tennessee gets, you know, every year there's like some type of snow. You know, whether it's a flurry or a wintry mix. One year we actually had some legit snow. And then, like, three hours later, it was mostly gone. But when it was there, it was just white Christmas-level snow. It was awesome. Got to build snowmen and everything. It was great. Um, but anyway, if that's one of your uh, big concerns, I think that would be a good one for you. All right, let's see. Forever Sci-Fi says here, okay, so they're not just getting 25% because they own Marvel. Exactly. This is a Sony movie, and there is a deal between the two. And again, to, to my knowledge, it's a 75-25% split. Let's see. Hardwick says, I thought Spider-Man No Way Home profits split 60-40 in Sony's favor. I don't know about that. Um, again, that may have been the information that I had at the time. But uh, information that I've read more recently has the deal closer to 75-25. And again, I think it just depends on what we're looking on. If that's 75% being put in versus 25% being put in. And it is therefore the returns that are 60-40 or it's putting in 60-40 and then the returns being 75-25. So that is something where it might need to be looked into further. But as I said, in in a more recent uh, article, uh, it looked like that the split was 75-25. And either way, right, Sony is, is definitely getting the vast majority of those. And I think it depends as well. And actually... To be honest, maybe it was a part of the greater deal at that time for that specific movie to get the crossovers with the uh, MCU bigger films. Because you could see how those could be different from film to film, too. So I want to say that for this most recent one, though, it's 75 25. Because that could have just been a part of a longer term deal to try and uh, work out getting Spider Man into some MCU films. Solus says, ever thought of going on Tom Mead's 4K for you show? Uh, yeah, he's invited me. Uh, he's definitely invited me on, and I'm totally open to it. The issue is that it's never at a really good time, and I, I typically don't have a lot of extra time to stream. So basically, only when I am on, only when I am on vacation, 
when I am on break? Do I have any type of extra time? Um, People forget I have a second channel, actually, the OMB Report, where I talk about news, uh, politics, uh, pop culture, or rather just cultural issues. I also very much talk about you know faith issues as well, and I take that from a Catholic independent perspective, um, but uh, I obviously don't have time for that with everything going on, so uh, that's something that I'm able to have time for typically during that time, so... I would have more time to do something like that, though, in the future. But yeah, I've been invited, and I'm totally up for it because I would love to talk physical media. Speaking of that, I actually just picked these up today, or rather, they just got sent in the mail today. Uh, Hacksaw, the same freaking bot. Uh, So Tina and and Steph, I already know that you're going to have knocked that thing out. Boom, Tina is on it because she is awesome, laying down the hammer, getting rid of that nasty, nasty bot. So again... That's why I love my Valks, because they drop the hammer when it needs to be. But anyway, I picked this thing up today, Hacksaw Ridge on 4K Steelbook. So this is a movie where I've only seen it one time, and I was not that impressed by it. To be perfectly honest, I was not that impressed by it. Um, but I'm willing to give it another chance, and it was it was a pretty good deal, actually, for, what, you know, for having it be the 4K Steelbook. So anyway, I picked up one for myself, for my collection. And I do have one that will be featured in future giveaways. So if you are giveaway eligible, if you are a part of the Army of Asgard on uh, Locals, Patreon, Subscribestar, then you have eligibility uh, eligibility to possibly win that. And then I have my older 4K edition of the film that I had picked up for really cheap back in the day um, a couple years ago. And so that one will then be added into that pod as well. But I do, again, I think that it's a very, uh, again, Best Buy just does a really great job now with their releases. And again, this is a recent trend. Best Buy, please continue these clear slip covers that actually have information on there. And again, it looks great. And it offers protection. I love it. More of that, please, Best Buy. And obviously, please beef up your physical media collection centers because you're doing a terrible job. And I understand you're doing a lot of, you know, I understand that a lot of stuff is going on in, in obviously pandemic impact, impacted your sales. But please. All right. Mr. Roy says, hey, would it be possible to you make a sales deal channel in Discord? It would be. Thank you. Yes, uh, I could totally do that. Uh, the issue only there would be I would need to uh, keep up with that. But obviously, I would allow anyone to post uh, deals there. Um, and and we, we, we kind of already have that because in the movies and TV channel, uh, sometimes when there are deals, people will post those there. Um, but I can make a dedicated deals channel. I think that I think that's a really good idea, honest, to be honest. Uh, Box Office Revival. Welcome. Thank you again for being here. Uh, let's see. Hardwick says, find an odd Spielberg, including woke elements, West Side Story. He has so much power that he shouldn't have to make any concession to get a movie and he never went woke before. I think it's that, but that's the thing is that we oftentimes think and put into our minds that people are going to and are kowtowing to these ideologies. And we don't often instead say, hey, wait a minute, are they not going um, along with basically what they themselves believe and think? You know, so maybe it's not that he's just kowtowing to it before, even though he's never done it before. Maybe it's that now he has been in Hollywood and ingrained so long that now he he is being impacted. 
Let's see. We got one, says Vincent Womack over on Odyssey. Okay, I will jump over to Odyssey as soon as I can, but I am backed up now on YouTube. And so once I get caught up on YouTube, I will be able to head over. Samurai J, what's up? Hardwick says Spielberg and Peter Jackson made an agreement that Spielberg would make the first Tintin movie. Jackson would make the second once he was done. Hobbit trilogy so far no sequel. As I said, it's not. I I, I really doubt it's going to happen, man. The first one did not do enough uh, box office wise to really uh, indicate any desire. Not to mention, as I said earlier, the technology. If it was innovative enough and successful enough, it would have been used by a lot more studios. Remember, when Avatar came out and it made a crap ton of money, they wrongfully associated that with the 3D model. Now, obviously, that does have some does have some relevance because the higher ticket prices of the 3D tickets um, led to more money, but it also had to do with the fact that it was a major release in a big movie despite the fact that the movie sucked. But what did that lead to? It led to a massive influx in 3D movies. A lot of them were transferred 3D movies and were they were terrible, but... Um, Again, that did not even happen, though, for the technology they used in Tintin. It just, it just did not pick up at all. And so I, I, just, I don't think that it's, it's, it's ever going to happen. Let's see. Or at least if it does happen, I don't, I don't see it being successful. Donovan the Rise says, They remake these movies as reparation for the past to change all racist and sexist content to modern audience. Yep. And a lot of modern audiences are not interested because most of them are just stuck forever on Twitter. And don't add anything. Culture Casino. What's going on, bro? Thank you again for another $5 super chat. He says, destroying anybody's was not great. It would not surprise me if films site, uh, film site at $10.5 million for the weekend, bad word of mouth, and not shot for shot. Yes. Not to mention, some have already put this in the comment section. Spielberg apparently came out and defended his decision to not include subtitles in the movie, there are scenes that feature Spanish-only conversation, and there are no subtitles. And the reasoning was to say, well, we didn't want to give the indication that the English is somehow more important, or that it's a higher, it, it, it's, it's higher on the hierarchy chain. And it's like, no, you idiots. It's that a lot of people going to see this movie will not know Spanish, and therefore will need subtitles to help them understand what is actually being said. So, uh, yeah, as far as, you know, Spielberg not being woke, guess what? He's the director. He, he has control of this project. And not only is anybody's now a trans character, whereas before in the traditional story, it's a tomboy. He's also decided, I'm not, I'm not going to have the English subtitles because it, it's ist somehow. So he's clearly lost it. I have not watched Arcane. Jahas. Uh, CG man, the money is coming from American taxpayer via the CARES Act. Definitely think in part. Definitely think in part. Um, let's see. Left Cross says um, it's got both, but he's a very intelligent man. Heard one of the few podcast interviews he did, and he comes off so well. Okay, uh, I need context on that one. Uh, I, I assume. Okay, uh, that's Kane. He's talking about Kane there. Got it. So talking about both of his books. Father, what's going on? Welcome back, Father. God bless you. 
Let's see. Uh, Father says, wasn't here Tuesday because the visual mass of the Immaculate Conception. Won't be here Tuesday because I have a checkup, say a prayer. I don't need further tests. Uh, definitely be praying for you, Father, and also praying that uh, we eventually leave this COVID tyranny behind so that uh, these tests don't become really relevant anymore. Uh, Rodrigo, McCarthy is in 2.0 to fix Hollywood. Yep, pretty much. I do like snow, Father. That is true. All right, so let me get to a safe spot so I can jump over to Honesty, and then we need to wrap things up. All right, so let's see what's going on over there. Uh, Tony over on Honesty says, Do you agree that White Christmas is a wonderful movie? To be honest, I've actually never seen White Christmas. Um, and I know that I, I've mentioned this before, and it's, it's driven uh, Tina insane. So it's definitely on my watch list. It's definitely on things that I want to see. But I... Uh, I have not seen it, so I cannot really speak to it. What I can say is that It's a Wonderful Life is fantastic. Nobody's Nothing. Uh, I was tagging someone else. Let's see. Visit Womack says, OMB Report adds to the list. That is indeed uh, my secondary channel. Uh, Visit Womack says, do you agree that White... I already got that one, uh, Visit Womack. So, again, I saw it at the top, but again, I, I have not seen it, so I cannot speak to it. All right, anyway, uh, honestly, fam, thank y'all for sticking around. Light up that fire button, please. It really does I mean a lot. He says, oh, let down. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I've heard great things about it, so I imagine that I probably will like it. Um, and if I ever do watch it, I will, of course, get back, and I apologize. But honestly, fam, uh, thank y'all very much. Light up that fire button. Uh, let me go ahead and try and see if I can. Uh, I might have to skip some comments on YouTube. But I do need to uh, wrap things up because my voice is already going. Going to make me some tea. When I get off. Let us see. Oh, has someone been uh, shilling in the chat? Is that what I'm seeing? Uh, let's see. Hardwick says, I thought Hacksaw Ridge was great. As I said, the first time I watched it, I was not impressed but again, sometimes you go to see a movie in theater and sometimes a lot of things can impact uh, one's experience, which is why I was willing to uh, get it and uh, willing to watch it again. Perfect Sci-Fi says, Hacksaw Ridge is like Titanic. You only start watching in the second half when it gets to the meat of the story. And I think that might have been the reason why was because there was a little bit extra time spent on things I didn't care as much about. Punk Waddle, what's up? Valiant Renegade, Valiant Renegade, thank you very much for the $5 super chat. Says, passing through with some monetary support. Hail OMB, chat, and the glorious wrenches. Valiant Renegade, Valiant Renegade, thank you for the love and for the support. See, uh, Jahas says, since No Way Home won't get a Chinese release, do you think it'll hurt Spider-Man's box office results? Maybe uh, not break $1 billion? It will. I still very much think it will, and the reason why is because it is, it's expected to make a, an insane amount of money domestically. There's some estimates that I've seen that have it getting that have it getting pretty close to Black Panther level, and Black Panther is still one of the most successful domestic releases for any of these uh, superhero Marvel films, especially. So uh, that film made like over seven hundred million dollars domestically. This film is is projected to make around five hundred plus million domestically alone. So even without China, as long as it can get to uh you know 500 million dollars or so in all of the other international markets a billion dollars is still very much on the table and also I, I don't remember seeing that china was off the table 
for that movie. It, it very well could be the case, but I, I don't remember that being uh, something there. I'll go ahead and just double check that right now, though, uh, since I have it on the mind. And obviously it is relevant uh, to whether or not the film um, or rather how successful the film can actually be. So let me see, according to IMDb, which is, as, as far as uh, releases go, is normally pretty pretty spot on. So according to this, let us see here. Uh, there is a Hong Kong release on December 23rd. So there is a Hong Kong release, but there is not a uh, mainland China release scheduled so uh so there you go with that so obviously that will have an impact but it's getting released in other major territories so it's getting france uh you got uh south korea mexico russia uh which is a little bit of a bigger one there um germany would be another one that you could see some money coming from as well uh canada to some extent but you know is what it is um obviously the united states is going to be the biggest one there it's also getting saudi arabia and japan so again i think there's enough markets though left for it to be able to reach its break-even uh number not just a break-even number but also to be able to actually um get to the billion dollar mark i really i do feel i do still think the billion dollars is totally within reach Harvey says you read my comment about blu-ray.com having list of new blu-ray and 4k deals you pin it on screen, but I don't know if you read it. Oh yeah, I don't know if I pin. Yeah, I don't know if I had read that or not. Um, dude, have you, bro? This and again, this is the reason why sometimes I, I get frustrated with Hardwick because I know you watch, but I think you selectively watch and selectively listen because uh, you're too busy typing. Um, I mention that site all the time. I, I've had that site for years. I've been tracking movies there for the longest of times. And that's where I, I that's how I found out about the uh, the Batman uh, deal. So anyway, all right, I do need to wrap up though. So let me skip through. Uh, he have you watched Money Heist? Uh, no, I do not believe so. I do not believe. And again, apologies if some comments do get skipped. All right, just another red shirt. Haven't read anything from you. So Spielberg's explanation sounds to me like you. Uh, you backwards knuckle dragging uh, flyover country people should have learned Spanish by now. Y la tuya también, Esteban. Yeah, seriously, it's like it's so stupid. Geek Truth sixty four. By the way, Geek Truth, he was the winner uh, on the Blu-ray breakdown my collection update video. I had a giveaway uh, for those that actually watched it to the end. A giveaway of the four K steelbook of Ron. And uh, he was the winner there. So uh, that has been sent out. Good, sir. And congratulations again, Tim Elf. What is up? Um, let's see. Uh, praying for Soul Assassin going through um, some dental surgery. Oh, no. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll be praying for her and praying for your family. Um, again, for a speedy recovery. Um, let's see. Tina says, "Why Christmas is not one of my favorite movies uh, for Christmas. It's fine though. It's one I th- I think you ought to catch at some point." Well, there you go. So it sounds like it's not the worst thing to have have missed, but that you know it's still something to watch nonetheless. All right, box office revival. I know I was talking to a lot of people in the chat. It says today is the anniversary of Hook. 
The movie did $13.5 million the first weekend or closer to $30 million just for inflation. Spielberg, Spielberg seen better days. Uh, Hook was phenomenal. Hook seriously was absolutely phenomenal. And yeah, I think that that is a clear example of that. Not to mention that film was a classic in its own right, whereas this film is just, again, kind of borrowing off of previous films' success in a lot of ways. Tanya Thor, what happens if, your dream, if you dream of White Christmas and you get snowed in on the day you have a ticket for Spidey? Um, well, I doubt that that will happen just based on the weather patterns here. But, oh, grat. If I, if I can't see a movie, worse things have happened. Worse things as happened. Alrighty, so I need to leave the chat there. Anyway, thank you all very much for being here this evening. It really has been a lot of fun. Uh, seriously, from the bottom of my heart, it it really does always mean a lot, especially since the uh, the Odyssey fam is growing. Great to see the Odyssey fam is, is growing so much. So I got 14 fires up over there right now, 10 still watching. So again, thank you so very much for your love and for your support over there. And also a huge shout out, of course, to the YouTube fam who are always so incredibly supportive. Thank you for the likes. Thank you for the comments. Always having fun with these discussions. You're great. Shout out, of course, to Tina and Steph, who are my Valks. You're all great. Um, and yeah, please, if you want to support the channel, check out the top link in the video description, the top link, it'll bring you to uh, basically a page that has all of my links for social media, all of my links to the channels that I have, all of the links also to other places that you can support the channel. And uh, just know the Army of Ar- the Army of Asgard level is the level where on every platform except for YouTube, because YouTube is just a little weird with it, so I don't do giveaways through YouTube uh, unless it's through the actual uh, show. Like I do, I do random, random giveaways uh, during live streams. Um, but as far as the active giveaways that happen every so often, I just did a massive uh, 4K Blu-ray at the end of November, and I'm gonna do some more uh, 4K. I already done a couple 4K giveaways as well. Um, if you want to have access to that channel, which is on our Discord server, check out uh, again Patreon, subscribe star. For now, locals as well. Uh, but again, locals might be going away in the future. But at the very least, you have Patreon and Subscribestar. Again, Subscribestar is a great option for those that are tired of the hijinks of Patreon. But some films you have look to look forward to if you want to be eligible to those giveaways. We got Hacksaw Ridge on 4K Steelbook. I got a couple copies of Terminator 2 on 4K Steelbook. Sicario on 4K Steelbook. Total Recall, the original 4K Steelbook. And then a couple of copies of Apocalypse Now, the final cut on 4K Steelbook as well. Also, I've got Top Gun, a 4K Steelbook, A Quiet Place Part 2 on 4K, and soon to be added, Hacksaw Ridge on 4K as well. So anyway, if that's interesting to you, check out the video description. That top link will bring you to all of those links uh, and ways to support the channel. Anyway, you guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day and weekend. Whew, semester's almost over for me. Hopefully, I'll be able to get to see a lot more movies, get some reading done as well, get some content up over on the OMB Report channel as well. Um, But anyway, you guys are great. Have a wonderful evening. And as always, God bless.
And now for a huge shout out to all of my December Patreon subscribe star and locals members, animation commentator, Brandon, Brian P, Christopher Bowman, Dolores Ed, Dion, Father Christopher Miller, Hail to You Father, Father Damian Cook, Garrett Searles, Hannibal Grimm, Harold Francis, Inflamed Wood, Jacob Juice, Jeff Toon, Joe Horn, Jonathan Carney, Gomer Kyle 79, Laura, the Modern Major General's Story, Mike Jackson, Times Four, Mitch Dunaway, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mr. Peabody, Mondo Spieler, On to June, Orange Chat Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Priscilla Hall, Rosetta Allen, Stan Andrian, Teresa Martin, Theodore Benden, and Tina Bojan, and of course, the Empress of the Universe, Tina B. Thank you very much for being my Patreon members. And for my Subscribestar members, UAB Mad Dog, Max, Mike Jackson, Storm Tracker, The R, Fast Reaction, Nosferatu Gatsu, Stan 4, John B, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, J. Alex McCarthy Jr., Dean Heiss, Slash, the new number two, J-Rod, the beer guru, and ZK Man. Thank you very much for supporting me on Subscribestar. And to my four members over on Locals.com, Kara Tharp, UAB Mad Dog, once again, Mike Jackson, Bifford a Hobbit, and Robert Barnes. Thank you for supporting me on Locals. And if you want to have your name shouted out at the end of every video and live stream, check out the top link in the video description below. It's called Willow or W.LO, Willow Link. It'll bring you to all of my social media platforms and also to all of the various other locations that you can support the channel. You can get access to things like giveaways where I do giveaways of 4K films, 4K steelbooks, digital codes, all kinds of stuff every single month. Also, there's a level where you get access to all of that, plus an exclusive podcast that I do with John the Flick Pick Flickinger, where you also get to ask questions that we will answer on every episode of the podcast. And at the final level, you also have the ability, the chosen of Valhalla level, you have the ability to have all of that, plus in your first month, get a free t-shirt of your choice, any color sent anywhere in the world, and also you get to be featured once a month on the chosen of Valhalla live stream featured on the main channel. So if any of that sounds interesting to you, check out the link in the description. You're all amazing and beautiful people. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, God bless.